0: If you're looking for holistic wisdom and a plan to reclaim your fertility, to help you create a healthy family for generations to come, you're in the right place. This is Fertile Minds Radio. Hello my lovelies, welcome back. Another episode. I apologize for the sexy phone operator voice. I had the corona last week. I do not advise. It was not fun at all. But nevertheless, the show must go on. So here we are. I wanted to talk to you about life coaching today and some of the pushback that I myself have had around it, uh, even as a certified life coach. And why it took me so long to get okay with it and to actually hire one, Um, basically out of my own sheer stubbornness and conditioning. And I thought to myself, well, if you had that, I wonder how many people listening have that as well, especially my audience here in the fertility realm, because I feel like there's so many things that we think we need on this fertility journey, Um, and The idea of having somebody else coach us typically will fall to the bottom of the list. But I want to offer you some ways to think about this, which you may not have thought about that in my kind of five-year experience with this profession, I have come to realize. So life coaching is definitely a new career in terms of like vocations In the sense that as little as 10 years ago if you would have told someone at a dinner party that you were a life coach you would have gotten a lot of confused looks and inquiries asking you to define exactly what that meant and now fast forward to 2022 you were much more likely to hear at least one person if not a few at this proverbial dinner party admit that they have had a coach whether it be for life in general Maybe it was mandated by their corporation for business, or maybe they went to a wellness coach because they didn't like the lack of time that they were getting with their um, medical providers. So at last, the vocation of coach kind of has entered into the mainstream of our societal lexicon outside of sports, even though it's not really a new concept or career. And it's interesting because I have picked not one, but two careers that are very odd to the general public. So I remember when I first declared that I was going to go to acupuncture school when I was 25, or like even actually a couple years before that, when I was thinking about it, I got a lot of raised eyebrows (laughs) but now like if I'm at a dinner party and someone says what do you do when I say I'm an acupuncturist immediately everybody's either been to an acupuncturist or um wants to ask me a million questions about it so it's it's actually funny to me that it's like further along than life coaching but that's because of our conditioning right And I am guilty of having that conditioning. And I will fully admit that the first time I heard the term life coach, I gently scoffed inside and thought, why would I ever hire someone to help me do life? After all, I know me best. Like, why would I hire somebody for that? I have a therapist. (laughs) Turns out I did hire a life coach. But about five years after being introduced to the term, really pretty much due to my own stubbornness and conditioning. So imagine my surprise when I got into this coaching relationship, and I realized not only was life coaching life-changing and completely worth this investment that I had trepidatiously made in myself, but that I was super shocked to realize I had been basically acting as a life coach for the better part of my career as an acupuncturist. It was definitely a brain tease of sorts. And I think my confusion was right where everyone else's is that I, like many people, had this misconception that life coaches tell you how to run your life so that you can be a better version of you or get those things in life you desire in exchange for large sums of money, but that's not what they do, at least not the good ones anyways in my experience. The job of a good life coach is to simply show you your brain. It is to be a loving, non-judgmental reflection of the stories your brain is reporting to you as if it was the God's honest truth and that you are generating your reality from those stories. And they reflect this to you so that you can decide if those thoughts are serving you or if it's time to evict them and rent space to new thoughts and new possibilities. So basically they kind of mirror you and show you where you are getting in your own way. They hold the space, so to speak, so that you can start to look at your mind without the normal judgment and contempt that most of us have for ourselves, right? So like my husband and I always joke that familiarity breeds contempt, especially after you know everyone living in the house together for like in a post-COVID world. But I think that that really applies to our relationship with ourselves and, we're, and our thoughts, right? So if you think about how your mind is just kind of constantly offering you thoughts, of both sides, usually, right? It's not even like it wants you to do one thing. If you had that, if you thought of that part of your brain as a person outside of you that you had to take everywhere into every interaction and like, show it to the rest of the world, that would be like horrifying for most of us, which is why I think we judge our own thoughts so much and like why we're so hard on ourselves when we are having that internal dialogue with ourselves. And anytime we get that internal dialogue out, whether you're doing that on paper with journaling or self-coaching, or you're doing that in person with a trusted friend or provider of some sort or a life coach or a therapist, we kind of immediately see and hear how silly our thoughts are, right? But when they're locked up inside of our brain, they just seem like, oh yeah, this is a 1000% the truth. And the the kicker is, is that that brain is lazy and it like totally starts to repeat itself (laughs) annoyingly. But then we start to believe it because we've heard that thought so long. So I think it is super beneficial to get our thoughts out in whatever form of fashion that is, whether you feel comfortable doing that with another person or not. You know, the other thing that life coaches do is that they gently point out when we have reverted to black or white thinking and left the land of possibility for safety of probability. And the great ones often risk the relationship by pointing out when we are in our own way of making our dreams come true usually due to some habituated emotional reaction that we have complete power to recognize and then change if we decide, right? They don't tell you what to do because that would be really disempowering. They ask you what you wanna do when you come to these revelations. And if you are brave and say, yes, I wanna change that, then they can come like an accountability partner for you. So in essence, they listen to us and they listen to us tell us what our dreams are, and then they, they look for incongruencies of like where we're saying that we want something, but we're showing up in a different way, and they point that out, and then they fight for us to hold the belief that we can get to where we wanna go until we do. And very often, this speeds up the process than if we had just decided to go it alone. And I am like totally the original DIYer. Like I am so stubborn and I don't usually want to involve anybody in my stuff. Like I just want to do it myself. But every time that I open the door to being vulnerable with someone saying like, hey, I need help to get this done. Nine times out of 10, it goes faster. There's different ideas that I wouldn't have seen And it ends up better than if I had just kind of like begrudgingly done it myself or not even done it myself because that often happens where I just kind of will quit and give up on myself. So imagine my surprise when I realized that I had been essentially life coaching the majority of my career while I was chatting somebody up, putting needles into them. But no one had told me this. No one had pointed it out, probably because not very many people have life coaches. So, when someone comes to me for help, you know, under the relationship of acupuncturist, I typically ask, What is it that you want to get out of our time together? What are you missing in life? And what has you so worked up that it has driven you here to this point of being willing to let a stranger put many tiny needles in your body so that you can relax? And then I listen deeply with every part of my being. I listen to their words, their tone, and I watch for what they aren't saying, but that their bodies seem to be silently screaming at me. I ask a ton of questions about the person's wellness, not just their health. I ask about what they think their relationship to spirit is when the last time they felt really, really well was and why they think that is. I ask what emotions they revert to under stress. I ask what they think will get better in their life if they achieved all of those goals that drove them to me in the first place. And of course, I do health history, sometimes starting from their time in the womb until now so that I can see what could use rebalancing. But also so I can observe how attached or detached they are from their story, their symptoms, and their circumstances. And these questions are part of the process because every great practitioner of traditional Chinese medicine knows that wellness isn't just simply the absence of disease. Wellness arrives when the mind is clear and the body is unburdened so that the spirit has a safe space to reside and animate our paths forward. It's like this coherence of harmony when our heart and our mind and our body all settle in and decide that they're going to be on the same team that day. And these questions help to understand where there's some holes in the boat, so to speak. And all of these questions and observations set the stage for how we will enter into a unique relationship to uncover that person's innate wellness together. And for many of my clients, the positive side effect of finding their own recipe back to wellness yields a child because life wants to happen. It wants to come through. It is its own life force, right? It wants to animate outside of us wanting it to happen. And it wants to create itself, but it never wants to be created for someone else. So sometimes this is the block. Right? Sometimes this is the hitch and the giddy up of just like, I don't know why I've used that expression twice in like this two week period, and I have no idea where it came from. I sound very southern. But it is like sometimes the thing that the person can't quite see how attached they are to getting this thing for them instead of taking a step back and thinking about like, if I were the life incarnating, why would I come? Would it be to serve somebody else's fulfillment of their dreams? Or would it be because I have my own path forward? And I, I just need a vessel to get through, right? So a little bit of food for thought, if you're trying to conceive of thinking about the why or the intention behind the spirit of the child that you will ultimately have, what do they need? Why would they choose you? Right? And just noticing what your mind offers you in that arena. I have spent the last five years excavating my own wellness and relearning myself and unlearning some bad habits with myself, with life coaching. And I can honestly say that it's the best investment I have ever made in myself, which I would have laughed at five years ago. I am more confident and way less harsh with my habituated thoughts. I make better choices for myself. Um, it's become clear to me now why I used to continually make poor food choices and alcohol choices despite quote unquote knowing better, like having all this knowledge but still choosing to do it anywhere, anyways. the. The coaching has helped me see the repetitions of the patterns in my mind of where I was just growing that neural pathway to basically give up on myself. I became a better parent, friend, and wife because I learned how to handle and allow any emotion, not just the good ones. My husband agrees deeply despite initially having some (laughs) very high raised eyebrows when I was like, hey, so... I think I might want to hire a life coach, which he also knows by my stubbornness means that that's code for, like, I hired a life coach and I need you to get on board. Um, I also stopped living from a place of scarcity. I used coaching to heal the last stubborn piece of my autoimmune illness and to not freak out and accidentally make a flare worse when I start to see signs of it coming back in, which I was like really good at in the beginning. I can (laughs) attest to that. I also used it to recommit to being a fertility coach, even while I was going through nine very long months of what looked like ovarian cancer and ultimately ended in a hysterectomy. I had a lot of thoughts about like which sounds so silly again to say it out loud but in my head i had a lot of thoughts about like how this one organ removal or the fact that i had on the knowledge but i had bumped up against this genetic ovarian cancer possibility like somehow made me less of a person to help other people have babies which i know crazy somehow i let that like one thought almost negate 15 years of service and experience but I offer that because I want you to see how this happens to all of us right especially when we're alone with our thoughts and when we're stressed because any stressed organism reverts back to a habituated pattern so while your your patterns might be different than mine they probably are I just offer you that if you are tired of repeating the same pattern, that this is something that could help you, whether it is coaching for me or another individual that you trust and have rapport with. The other big thing that happened that was huge that I don't think that I even realized I quite had as big of an issue with, but now that it's like, I will say sort of in remission and healing um, It's amazing because I see where it has been the thing that has gotten in my way of actually feeling good so many times in my life. And that's that I no longer feel the need to achieve as an avenue of self worth. I achieve because I can, and it's an avenue to serve others, which for me fills my cup in the best possible way with less burnout. At least at this point in my life, it still does that. And all of this. Some of it I did one-on-one with a coach, some of it I did with my own learning after really honing the tool of learning how to self-coach, and I want to teach you how to do the same thing. I went through my own arduous and rewarding journey, but I also finished a year-long life coach certification in April of 2021 with the Life Coach School so that I could touch as many lives as possible with the power of life coaching and Because I believe in learning from the best if you want to provide the best service. So even though I'd had my own experiences and could teach from that, I felt really strongly about getting the credentialing for it and the curriculum to do that in a way where I was sure that I was showing up in the best light of service for anybody that I entered into a coaching relationship with. So if any of this sounds familiar, like you know that you also find it silly to need a life coach or want a life coach, but you're also intrigued and you wanna maybe relearn yourself with me by your side, especially if you wanna kind of combine life coaching with wellness coaching, which really in an essence is what I do, in the conscious conceptions program and anybody that wants to do one-on-one coaching with me. It's like we do everything that would happen in the treatment room with acupuncture minus the needles. So if you're, if you are needle phobic, this is also a great way to work with me um, and not have to do the needles, not have to do the, you know, what some people would say is the scary part. And if you are somebody that is trying to conceive, well, I won't guarantee you a baby working with me in any capacity, because that is something that I can definitely not do because I am not God. What I can guarantee you is that it will make your fertility journey worth it, regardless of the outcome. You will know yourself in a much deeper, loving, kinder manner. And that these tools that I'm going to teach you how to wield are going to be yours for life. And no one can take those away from you. That I pinky swear. I hope you all are well. And I look forward to being back with you next week. Take care, my lovelies. Hey, if you're interested in taking this work deeper in your life, let's work together. Go to FertileMindsRadio.com to schedule a free, no-obligation chat to discuss which level of support would be best for you. Or click on the link in my bio over on Instagram at Fertile Minds Radio. It really is that simple.